Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Double Date with Dateline. The reviews are in. (laughs) And you all said you were fine with more blood relatives. It's just fine. Um, no, it was more enthusiastic. It was, a, was it a tepid that. response? Like, where? Okay no, it was that. actually quite enthusiastic. Oh yay! I'm glad that people like to watch me squirm. I don't know how that makes me feel. They also just love the constant trying to understand the under non-understandable. No, it's... trying to find meaning where there is none. It's a futile game, and we are here to play it. Yeah, we're trying this. This episode has so much symbolism. I made a list at the end. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, this is not a clear path in this episode like we've had in previous, where we're getting very strong, similar symbols throughout that you can no, kind of attach they throw, meaning to. They throw one in in the I last shot. Sure do. I and it would have been better the whole time. I know. I know. And I then was, we get. I couldn't believe it. I thought I had a couple of firm ones, and by about, I would say, two thirds of the way in, I was like, "That's not the symbol, is it? I haven't right. seen it since. That's not the symbol." No. Yeah, because I told you it was something very specific, and I don't know if you remember what I told you when we get no, to I, it. No, I. Oh, I do. Oh, I think I know. Well, the animal. Well, it, okay. So this yeah. episode is called an axe to grind. Mm-hmm. There's an axe. Season five, episode six. Um, if we're going to rate the wordplay of the episode, this gets a two out of ten. Yeah, I don't like when it's an actual expression spelled the actual way. Like, murder is in the air, but air is spelled H-E-I-R. I think that's at least a little more clever because it's spelled differently. It's a, it's a homonym for well, air, but this is just a, an axe to... It's spelled, it's just, that's the phrase. And there there's an axe. There's not a lot of axe no. in this. Although the lead, I do believe, probably wears axe body spray. Oh, def- most definitely. Yeah. Um, I would say that they could have saved this one and done X to grind, like made a little bit more of a play on word and done something that involved a murderous ex, boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, I like that better. You're welcome. So the creature of the week no is it kind of um Mm. it's a snail (laughs) so are we sure um no it's definitely a snail what's the count what's the count on snail oh at least five or six okay so i think that counts all right Uh, i couldn't figure out why it was a snail until i still don't think i'm right but there's a way i can make it fit if you are still sure that every creature fits the theme of the show. I don't think it fits the people in the show, but I think it fits some of the elements of the show. Right. And I am convinced that if you went up to one of the either producers or director of this short and you asked them, what does the snail mean? They would have a paragraph answer for you. So I'm telling you whether or not it works is besides the point. The, the animal is there. picked on purpose. Yes. And okay. it is discussed in production meetings. See, and I think they just pick him out of a hat. But at least we're having a break from the snakes because people are, have a big phobia about snakes. Yeah. I did not realize. Oh, yeah. 
big phobia. So a lot of people did not like all the snake talk. Apologies. Yeah. So, um, but now we have a mollusk. All is good. We're happy. Good. We see a boy scared of the dark. Then his dad comes in and turns on the light, and suddenly the boy is a gigantic 28-year-old man. Water polo player? What, it looks like a water polo player. He's yeah. buff. He has long blonde hair. He looks like a surfer slash water polo player. Water he is wearing, polo Olympian? I mean, yeah, uh, he's huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is wearing only his briefs because this is blood relatives. So that's what they do. Um, but why was he sitting? Briefs only. Why was he sitting in the dark all scared? Like when he was a little boy in his underwear on the floor. Also, mm -hmm. if you are that scared of the dark, you should not have creepy masks covering every wall of your room. Just saying. That might oh. be adding to your fears. And not normal masks. We'll, no, like are we going to talk about it now? or No, later? we'll go into it later. Okay. So the intro, I want to remind you, says of Brenda Strong saying, they say blood is thicker than water, but sometimes your closest relative is your deadliest enemy. Just to recap, it's been all non-blood relatives so far that have been the killer. We forgot to touch on that last time, but yes, indeed it has. So um, now, okay, so now we get a close-up of the mask. We can talk about the masks. The masks are definitely a symbol. Right? I thought they were the symbol. This is what okay, I told yeah. you. I did not think it was an animal. I thought it was an actual no, object. I kept saying the doll mask. Um, yeah, because the doll masks seem like they do show us many times, these dolls. Not many, but we see them substantial amount. They're children's faces they're like a doll doll like an annabelle doll face no because i'm talking about the one that just is like a mask but they're a child's face with the cherry cheeks the and cherry, a makeup and a blue it, eye and like a lip like a clown like they're, they're yeah clown, like a clown or like um to me it reminded me more of the saw villain to be perfectly honest which is a doll mask so if you were to... But I didn't think they had eyes. I thought it was like a mask that you put over your face. I'm sorry. Doll mask. A okay. mask that a makes mask you for look a like doll. a doll. No, no. That makes your face look makes like a doll. Where are like you? Doll. Where are you missing this, girl? <laughs> okay. So anyways, like if you cut the face off Annabelle, this is what you'd put on your face. But he has 10 of them. And then a giant painting of them. Like a Andy Warhol painting of like the creepy child doll masks. Is it trying to symbolize that he um, wears a mask that he presents to the world? Yes. Or he has a childlike curiosity. <laughs> okay, there you go. It's, it's just meant to be creepy because nobody has that in their room. No one, especially if you're scared of the dark. Good stuff. Um, I know. We are in Montgomery, Alabama, in the Rich Garden District, when a... Then Brenda tells us, when a hurricane rolls in, the wealthy are hit just as badly as the less fortunate. Um, I don't think well. that's true. I think that's actually false information. Also, a storm is one of the symbols, even though there's barely a storm. There's just a few drops of rain. But they talk about the oh. storm for a long time. They, they use it in metaphorical terms yes. often. Yes. Yes. So the rich Springford clan... Dad, Brent Sr., is a millionaire, big shot in the community. 28-year-old, scared of the dark, Brent Jr., is the crown prince of the family, despite being scared of the dark. Muscular, very handsome, wasn't really my type, <laughs> like sports, 
brilliant went to Vanderbilt, an analytical mind. Him? The actor is not playing it that way. That he is very intelligent. That's all I'll say. Correct. I didn't, I didn't get that vibe from him. He's home for the weekend from Colorado, where he lives, to help brace for the impending tempest. Again, we heard so much about this storm. Oh, boy. He's helping Brent Sr. lay down some sandbags next to a wall for some reason, which is literally a wall that connects to nothing, encloses nothing, and protects nothing. It is a horizontal wall that just stops in the middle of nowhere. But yes, protect that wall that is doing no purpose instead of helping maybe the poor secure their houses with those sandbags. No? Okay. Uh, I, sorry. I thought they were just unloading the sandbags there and they were going to move them. I thought that I was hoped, just... but I don't feel like that was the case. Okay. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's okay. pretend. Okay. At this point, we do see a snail... And they walk right by it on the ground. I was shocked. Yeah. I thought for sure it was going to get squashed. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't like that. So mom, Charlotte, and 26-year-old daughter, Robin, are inside the house getting ready for a gala. Mom, Charlotte, is beautiful, but bright, very smart, champion debater in college. Not sure why we have to know that. She has like five lines. She writes travel articles and supports the arts, donates to the university. This is more than we hear about any other wife on this show. She actually has character traits. I was shocked. Hopefully yeah. there will be something left of the huge fortune when Robin inherits her share of the pie. Because everyone wants a piece of the pie. Robin is helping her mom get dressed for this gala, helping mm -hmm. her put on a necklace. Mm -hmm. And Robin, the daughter, is wearing a red bra and panties set underneath a black lace cover up. Because that's what you wear when you're having girl time with your mom. In the rich part of Montgomery. <laughs> that's what the finest ladies wear to get ready in their boudoir. I found that I was uncomfortable. Robin looks at her mom in the mirror. But you're fine with the 14 BDSM episodes we just did. Totally but fine. But that was too much for you. Okay. Totally fine. Noted. Um, Robin looks at her mom in the mirror and imagines her mom with her throat slit. So yeah, that's what? There's some issues below the surface with those two. And why did, why did they both need help putting on necklaces? Why did they have the exact same action in this scene? I do not under... We, like, go from one sitting in front of the mirror putting on a necklace to the next one sitting in front of the mirror putting on a different necklace. Did you notice I that? I feel like one, like, buzzes the other one on the intercom. Robin, let's put each other's necklaces on. Okay, mama. And then they, they didn't really have these thick accents, by the way. None of the actors had these accents. But, but it's more fun that. if they it's, did. It's more fun uh, if they do. They're in fun. Montgomery society, yeah. so I think they and should. And then Robin claps and goes, it's necklace time, mama. And then they put on each other's necklaces. So we cut to the next morning kitchen scene. Because the gala, it turns out, was not that night. They were pre-getting ready. It was they like a dress rehearsal. Their, they were trying on their outfits. Yeah, with the jewelry. It was a dress rehearsal and makeup and hair done. Okay. Like when you're going to, on a red carpet and you have your Kimberly, stylist come over and try makeup on. Makeup and hair is always done in Montgomery. That's true. Silly there me. There we go. 
So in the kitchen, daughter Robin is intensely chopping potatoes. We're in the kitchen. Ding, ding, ding. Again, kitchen scene immediately following the introduction scene. You're right. You're all right. Brother Brent tracks in mud or black sludge on the floor. Because he's a snail? I don't know. Symbolism? Maybe. Um, But it was black. Uh, And Robin imagines it as a bunch of worms. First of all... Worms, which you thought was because they were baby snakes, I think the show just uses worms. I think they to just represent use worms. badness, decay. Ha- yeah, decay. Why is Robin the only one having these visions? She needs to get a head CT scan immediately because that's indicative of something. Also, worms and snails made me think garden themed. We are in the prestigious Garden District. We are in district. the Garden District. Garden of Good and Evil. Mm-hmm. Robin is wearing a black and yellow flower top. So bees? Is that a reach? Maybe. Yes. Stripes, I would say. Black and yellow stripes, I would say bee or bumblebee. But flowers, flowers are where bees go. You asked me if it was a stretch. If you don't want my answer, <laughs> then I, I shan't give it. I gave you my opinion. If you just want me to agree with you, then we need a symbol for that. You hold up two fingers to your head, like, just agree with me, Katie. And I'll say, yes. Oh, my gosh. B, yes. That's it. (laughs) So Robin yells at Brent Jr. for the mud. And he says, temper, temper, sis. Because you always call your sister sis when you're on a TV show. So the audience knows that you are siblings. Correct. And then he says, one must visualize calm in order to achieve it. So apparently he's become fascinated by Eastern religions in general. We don't find out what religion till the very end. Robin, still chopping potatoes. Junior, in his search for whatever, has acquired a guru who walks into the kitchen. She, so the guru, her, she walks into the room. She's 20 years older than Junior. Case scandal. So 48. 48. She, Yeah, she is wearing scantily clad clothing and comes in and hugs the whole family. Her name is Carolyn. She's a guru named Carolyn, which is not the name of a guru. At least go by Epiphany or Genesis. Carolyn Scout. That doesn't sound like a guru at all. Not at all. She's Native American or so she says. I have questions. Me too. She says she's a shaman and a medicine woman. Now, listen, if I was Native American, I would pull this all the time because rich white people love that sort of stuff and they will give you their money. And after what they did to the Native Americans, take it all back, I say. Good for them. So when she walks in, she does the prayer hands. Oh, my. And a little bow. And she mouths namaste. Nope. And she apparently she's been guiding Junior for a year on his spiritual path. Now, Robin, the sister, is very suspicious of Carolyn and continues to angrily chop potatoes, which brings us to HelloFresh. Yeah. Blood Relatives has taught us anything over the past few episodes. It's that cooking for the whole family can be stressful. What with Mm -hmm. siblings fighting over the family fortune and sexy gurus trying to do a drum circle with you during your prep time. HelloFresh makes the cooking process fun, easy, and affordable. They can help you get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. In fact, they even have meals ready in 20 minutes or less. 
And that's great because, frankly, the less time you have to spend with your relatives in a kitchen around all those knives, the better. Correct. HelloFresh is also an amazing value. It's 28% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal. This is important because everyone wants their inheritance and they don't want it squandered away before they have a chance to kill you for it. This week, I made the black bean and poblano quesadillas Yum. with salsa fresca and creamy guacamole. I'm sorry. Is that offensive? <laughs> trying yes. to do an accent. I'm offended. I- <laughs> I'm offended at myself. I am so sorry. Thank um, you. It was so delicious. So good. It was, I order Mexican food takeout on the regular mm-hmm. and this was just as good and so much less expensive plus it had a touch of something extra to it and that something is pride because i made it myself so go to hellofresh.com forward slash dateline 12 and use code dateline 12 for 12 free meals including free shipping HelloFresh.com forward slash Dateline12 and use code Dateline12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's a dozen. 12 equals a dozen. Not six, twice as many as six. 12. Come on. Ring, ring. Hello? Fresh. (laughs) Now with pride. (laughs) Click... Mom, that person sang to me on the phone again. (laughs) Thank you, HelloFresh. Thank you so much, HelloFresh. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit for America's best listeners, which are the listeners of this podcast. 100%. Also, we have listeners in other countries, and they are excellent as well. So, sorry. Good save. Yeah, thank you. The family thinks that Carolyn is just Junior's teacher. No, come on. She's wearing a romper. Yeah. Like a tiny teddy romper. I can't, I don't know. Yeah, in the kitchen. She's a lot more than that. Cut to, he's leaning against a wall in his bedroom with no shirt on, and we see a hand crawl up from below screen, and Katie died. Tell me when it's over. I didn't see any of this, but I do notice the wall. They're on a specific wall that gives me the willies. they're on the wall with the masks. With the and dolls. And so mid shenanigans, shima- Carolyn looks over in the throes of passion and sees this creepy saw mask face Creepy doll, doll mask. Doll mask staring at her. But she's having sex with a guy who our interviewees seem to think is really hot. So she just powers through. No, he's empirically handsome. Is he? he- Yes, Kimberly, Olympia, Olympian water polo players are just He kind has of the body built. of an Adonis. And he had a normal, there was normal nothing face, grotesque about his long face. Hair. Long hair, it's just blonde, not my thing. Hair. But you're right, he is empirically attractive. So, but here's the question, is he empirically attractive, ladies, or is he empirically attractive enough for you to keep enjoying sex with him while staring at the guy from Saw? No! No one is. Right? But no Carolyn on this keeps on is. going. There we go. Um, Brenda Strong tells us, to outside observers, their spiritual sessions look more like the Kama Sutra. Um, Brenda, Saucy. you Saucy. literally just said that no one knows they're sleeping together. 
So there are no outside observers. The masks. What are you talking about? <laughs> the masks. The are... masks and the demons that live within the masks. The masks so are go. sentient beings, and they know that there's hanky panky going on. So now it's finally raining. <laughs> Storm. This is the big tempest. We were the hurricane. This is the hurricane, guys. The, how here. much you only had a gallon of water that you sprayed with a hose outside of the window. ID. It is not Kimberly, raining hard. they can't I'm do budget hurricane. Come on, give them a don't break. don't write it into the script and make it a central piece of the plot. They shouldn't. They should have just not said hurricane. Yeah, hurricane should have. should have never been said. And the sandbags were not necessary. Um, but well, maybe you know they what? didn't it have did... any hobbies because normally we see a hobby at the beginning when we didn't see a hobby. Yeah, that's in this true. One. They're not geocaching. Well, he did have a hobby because later we see Brent Senior's office and very clearly he had a he very has a epic hobby. hobby. But, yeah, he um, does. Yeah. Um, but I did think, what comes after the rain? Bees. Snails. Are you going back to the bees? Oh, okay. Snails. <laughs> Garden. Life. Snails always come out on the sidewalk after the rain. You know what else comes really more than snails? Worms. There you go. I think they both do. I feel like worms are what I see more often than snails, but you're right. See, and I see snails come. everywhere on the sidewalk here. There you go. After the rain. And I don't see worms. Well, maybe I see some worms. Yeah. Well, why do I see so many worms? Now I'm worried that's an omen. It's just okay, a location issue. So we're at the social event of the season, which is being held at their house. Mm-hmm. It's a black tie dinner. There's a woman named Dakota who is the event planner. Dakota never appears again, yet somehow she's given lines and a character name. So she's a friend of the producer. There clearly. we go. There we go. Also, this appears to be the gala that they were getting ready for the other day. So a bit of a time jump there. So we do keep seeing a close-up shot of a, maybe you can help me out here, a bowl of red liquid with tomato slices floating in it. So... Are you sure it's tomato slices? Positive. Bloody Mary bowl. Bloody Mary. I thought that too. That's is it very Bloody... strange to do a Bloody Mary punch. I've never though. heard of a Bloody um, no, Mary it's bowl. It's got to be. It's gazpacho. But very there good. was no ladle and it looked, it looks like a punch bowl. No, you could serve soup in a soup punch bowl. If it's like big... an appetizer and you had like little sort of, because gazpacho you can sip without a spoon. You can just sip it. Mm, mm-hmm. So you could, you could actually, it's kind of clever. You could use little punch cups and just sip gazpacho. Okay, so maybe that's it. I just would it. not serve a tomato-based anything S- at a very black strange. chai party. I'm just yeah. going to... It's like serving a fried chicken wing. Like the mm-hmm. grease is going to get on... Mm-hmm. People are going to get... You're going to get dry cleaning bills. Just... That's it. <laughs> you are. They that's can it. afford it. They can. So when the guest of honor makes his entrance, because for some reason Junior is the guest of honor, we don't know why. Just because he's home for the storm. I don't because the sandbags. I don't know. But (laughs) because he's the guest of honor, when he makes his entrance, the family will see red because he walks in in yellow. He's a golden boy. He's yeah, he is. He's golden. He is wearing a yellow. I did not want to offend. So I wasn't going to know what to call it. They call it a monk's robe. It is religious garb of some sort. Um where one shoulder is bare and it's like a sash 
sorry. Wearing... It's like a Hare Krishna mixed with a. So we can't say robes. It, it we're... looks like they're. He's wearing sheets. He looked like a toga party, but yes, he religious. Looks like he's... And we don't are not making fun. No, the only reason that we're saying that is because he looks like the most typical frat boy you've ever seen. So when he walks in in something like this, yeah. let's be blunt. You don't think Buddhist. You don't no. think Hare Krishna. You think toga party, toga party at USC. That's right. the first thing that comes Absolutely. into your head because of the way this guy looks. So Absolutely. I don't His, think that's insulting people. I think that's just a That's just the, the way, way the, it is. Yeah, the yeah. what the way he looks in this outfit. 100%. Also, but his hair is pulled back into a high bun, which gave it a little more religiosity kind of. It, they tried. Maybe. This they is tried? a classic scenario where he is not wearing the clothes. The clothes are wearing him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is, that's exactly right. This is where right. we are. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Now, here's the kicker. His guru, Carolyn, is wearing a black cocktail dress because she doesn't have to dress up in religious garb, but Junior does. She gets to wear a dress from Forever 21. <laughs> um, the parents, needless to say, are pissed. They Why? are embarrassed, and the poor waiters are looking at their feet like, is this going to affect our tip? Yes. Why did I agree to work this party for Dakota? Dakota's parties are always a disaster. The canapes are always burnt, and now this. Aww. Like, they don't like working with Dakota, you can tell. They're Aww. only in the background, but that's the vibe I got. But they didn't get lines um, either, so. They didn't get lines. I read it on their them. faces. <laughs> yeah, face acting. Brent Sr. decides, I need to get rid of this problem right now before it ruins our party. So he says, Carolyn, I want you to take care of Junior's spiritual care full time, which she has already been doing. So no change there. But he gives her a large check to keep doing it. And That's they weird. seem to, yeah, they seem to think he's floundering. He can't keep a job and he needs Carolyn to stabilize him. Um... He was stabilizing her against that sex wall earlier. That's all I'm going to say. But basically, the parents just want him to leave because they're super embarrassed. And the sister, because he's dressed in monk's robes. But I also think that's okay. At least it opens a conversation. I don't... Oh, totally. And in fact, they seem to be more open-minded about this earlier on. They were like happy that he had this guru Mm -hmm. for a year and they thought she was really helping him. So when he's embraced it and wearing these clothes that mean something to him, they're suddenly so embarrassed. So I don't know if that's true to form. Did you read that this actually, they actually were embarrassed? Because they're playing it very embarrassed. Yes. So here's what in actual fact i think he probably did wear this they're not embarrassed they're very progressive they were known as a very progressive family in montgomery they started like all of these things that are very you'd like them um yeah it wasn't what he was wearing to the party it's how he was acting so either this actor is not strong enough of an actor or they just needed to cut to the chase and get to the story quicker that he was he was having some real issues talking to people at this party gotcha he was saying gotcha. really inappropriate things and just scaring people it was mm-hmm. yeah it was the first time that they saw that there might be a mental health issue that they were dealing with with brent right that's why. gotcha with junior okay yeah so it wasn't the close but this was the party that that came to Happened light at. that there yeah. might be a, a bigger issue happening here kind of yeah gotcha 
Now, Sister Robin, she's mad because she thinks he's being rewarded for being a screw up. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. The next ep- the next scene, there is no storm. That was the storm, guys. Glad we did all those sandbags. And, and there was a party the in the middle of it. And there was a party. Okay. That, that was it. So a few months later, the parents buy a house for Junior and Carolyn in Colorado where he lives. And Carolyn is moving in with her teenage foster son. And the parents are fine with it because they think she's guiding him on his spiritual journey. They still don't suspect anything romantic is happening even though they're going to live together in this house. And huh. um, it's a half a million dollar house. Um, so as they're buying this house, we see a close-up of a bloody fur, like some sort of dead animal in the pool. Undetermined what? animal. Is that it a looks symbol? more like a wig. It looks like a wig, it- a brown, short-haired wig that was drenched in like red paint because you cannot tell what I animal I thought it was it a teddy bear. I thought it was a teddy bear covered in blood. And I was like, what are we doing here? No idea. And that's the only time anything like that. Well, we do get some dead animal stuff later. So maybe that is part of the symbolism. But I don't think so. This felt different. This felt, it felt like roadkill had somehow wound up in the pool bloody, which doesn't happen. No one noticed. It's, I don't know. What were they trying to do? So if it was a teddy bear, then it means that a dead child haunts the house. Like that's where we are. Ghost baby. Right. Um, yeah. What would make more sense if it was like maybe a bird had fallen right. from the sky, but it clearly right. is not a bird. No, it's, it's like furry. a furry little mop. What would have made more sense is worms. Put worms in the pool because Anything. everyone's seeing worms anyways, and that makes more sense. Yeah, you think? Oh my goodness. And if you can't or fit them in the pool, snails. put them in a birdhouse. Put them in like, like yeah, stick with yeah. the... Why did you have to ruin the person's pool that you rented for the day to do this shoot for ID Network? Oh, that's a really good question. (laughs) They probably had to drain that pool with all that red food coloring in it. What was supposed to be in there? Because I don't think that fur thing was the first. Either props really messed up or. But this is the, the doll at the bottom of the ravine. We're back here again with the fur in the pool. We don't know why the doll was there. We don't it's know why one-off. this bloody fur thing. It's a one-off symbol that m- will drive us crazy. Girl, they're trying to throw us off. They're doing it and on purpose. And there's no reason to I'm, it. So I've we need on our show. murder red string wall a different column for one-offs. For red herrings. Red herrings. Yes, yeah, someone on Instagram said that too. That it just there's red herrings on this show. That they want you to think, they want you to read meaning into it, but they don't even mm-hmm. know what it is. And they just no, left they it know. in like an Easter egg. I'm, mm-hmm. I need to talk to everyone involved again. I think they go into the props room at the studio blindfolded, pick something out, and then put it on the set. That's what I think they're actually doing. And so everyone's surprised. No one knows. We need to see on these episodes where there are these one-off items. We need to go through. Here's how we need to start. We need to print out the credits, print out the IMDb sheet, Mm -hmm. list by list, see who on the crew is the same in these and see if we can come up with one name. It's going to be Patrick McGillicuddy or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Angela Aronson. And Especially the prop master. And who's and the prop assistant. Anybody under? Any PAs. Okay. It's going to be a lot of work, but I'll do it. 
craft service. No, I was I was planning. I got in ink now. I'm all set up. I got it. <laughs> you got printer ink. <laughs> I got printer ink. It was a big day. It's a That's really a game big changer. Day. That is a game changer. It really. It was. And then I thought I broke the the ink part by putting it in, and I I felt tears welling because I was like, no, it can't, <laughs> no, no, like you know, it's that one thing you just yeah, it was too yeah. much. Oh, All right. So Robin, the sister, she's suspicious. She thinks they're scamming the parents. Charlotte, the mom, appears to be suspicious because she does a little digging. She finds that Carolyn has several different names and social security numbers. So she is a total scammer. And then they find a marriage certificate. Brent Jr. and Carolyn got married. And the parents are so shocked because they never thought it was romantic. Mm-hmm. I, that that could have been just the way they, they were that good at pretending it was platonic or maybe because the way Brent Jr. is playing his character, like a sack of potatoes with muscles. Two things. I think that she does not look like the actress in this, number mm. one. And she mm. is, again, 50 years old. Yeah, which and this I, actress does not look like it. And I think they just sort of counted her out. Um, right. That was That foolish. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh, I really want to see a real picture now. I looked. I'm going to have to look it up. Nope. Don't. Oh, you can't? Because you will be very upset like I was. I hope you find it. And if you do, text it to me. But I spent actually quite a long time just trying to find her. I can find everyone else. I can't find her. Well, because she has so many different names, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I, I really bet one of our listeners can find it. We're going to have this is your mission, guys. Yeah. We, Carolyn okay. Scout. But I think there's Scout. an H in her name. I think it's C. In Carolyn or in Scout? S C H O U T. Scout. Oh. That gotcha. doesn't sound real. We'll figure it out. Okay. Hmm. So, mom and dad, while they're having this conversation, are in Brent Sr.'s office, which has. A deer head on one wall and a boar's head on the other wall. And not like the not like the mustard, but like an actual head of a boar, like Pumbaa from The Lion King. And various other animals scattered through did you see the wide shot on the office? There's about it's like they went to the props department and took mm -hmm. every animal head. But none of them resemble what was in that pool. So I don't know. <gasps> Oh, okay. Was this the symbolism of on Brent Jr.'s wall, we have the creepy doll masks. And then in the father in Brent Sr.'s office, we have like the legitimate animal heads. Is like that a, he's like the a hunter. Juxtaposition. The boy is still a child. And the boy is a shell of a person. A shell because of a snail. Oh, I'm writing it down. Um, Why are they introducing new symbolism now? I don't, okay. Robin is saying, I told you so, mom and dad, cut him out already. He's scamming you. And the final straw for the parents is they get a bill from Junior's nutritionist for $15,000. Wow. Katie, is there a less expensive way of eating healthy things without spending 15 grand at a nutritionist don't you know it and it is called monk pack keto nut and seed bars Ooh. 
my favorite. Healthy snacks have such a bad reputation. And let's be honest, most don't taste very good. They don't fill you up and they certainly don't satisfy your cravings. Monk Pack makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less. And you would never know it if you bit into one. It's unbelievable, but it's true. Mm -hmm. One gram of sugar or less, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 150 calories. They're great for anybody following a keto lifestyle and the perfect snack for anyone who is trying to eat better or cut back on sugar and carbs without sacrificing taste. Again, I eat like garbage, you guys. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like these keto nut and seed bars have been the thing that changed me. I now feel like I can confidently say that I am a healthy eater because of these bars. Yeah. Because I really do love them. Also, I really like this company. I wanted to tell you guys their motto is really cool and it seems really right for right now. It is Monk Pack. Your world is what you make it. Choose your adventure, take chances and fuel your life. That's Isn't that nice. cool? I love it. Monk Pack nut and seed bars have a perfect balance of sweet and salty crunch made from whole nut and whole nuts and seeds, but they still manage to be really soft and chewy. They come in delicious flavors like caramel sea salt, sea salt dark chocolate, and peanut butter dark chocolate. My favorite, of course, out of those three is the caramel sea salt. It is like the perfect amount of sweet and salty mixed together in this chewy little bar. And the best thing is I don't feel like I take two bites and it's gone. It's definitely like a six to eight bite bar for me. And I like that because I feel like I'm getting enough. You know, it's not Yeah, and gone. it's hearty. It's right. hearty. Like, like you feel like you ate something. But you manage to satisfy your sweet tooth without feeling guilty. We have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code date dateline at checkout. Monk Pack is so confident in their product, and so are Kimberly and I. It's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer but you won't need to. Monk Pack is delicious. So to get started, just go to monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com and select any product. Then enter the code date dateline at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. Monk Pack, keto, nut and seed. Dude, dude, do 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 I did it. I did you Alvin did and the Chip Monk. You did it. You did it. Yes. Thank you so much, Monk Pack. Check them out, guys. <laughs> so Dad, uh, Brent Sr., is furious. He wants to credit cut up the credit cards and sell the house. Close up of a snail. And I was actually mm. relieved to see the snail because I thought they had moved off the snail because it had been a while since we'd seen a snail. So mm. when I saw one again, I was like, oh, good for you, snail. You are still getting work in this episode. The parents go to Colorado and they confront Carolyn and Junior, but Junior won't come to the door and Carolyn won't let them in. Again, we see quick shots, a snail, a bloody knife, and a close-up of seahorse statues. Some sort. They could have been dragons. I don't know. I couldn't tell. Seahorse dragons? Seahorse dragons? Friday after Thanksgiving, a contractor comes to the house to do repairs and finds Brent Sr. dead beaten with his throat cut. And Mom Charlotte is found in a dressing area bludgeoned with her throat cut. Police find a knife and an axe with the head off of it. So just the handle of the axe, but no fingerprints on it. The couple's jaguar was missing. 
some cash and jewelry are taken, but the alarm system was never triggered. It turns out Robin's window is broken. The alarm is broken. It's like the right. uh, it's broken. That's how the person got in. And it's the only window in the house not wired for security. So Robin might be right when she thinks that she is the second favorite child because they don't care enough to wire her bedroom window for security. Yeah, what's going Um, on? I more felt like it was like the parents being really, really cool and knowing that they were going to sneak out. So they just left one window. They left one window. Maybe, maybe. Um, Who would know about this one window, though? Not a normal burglar. Side note, mom and dad have to do a ton of laying there bloody and are very still great corpse acting yeah they really did that's hard to do and they're there it's long scenes police go to robin at her house she's in shock she said she saw her parents at thanksgiving brunch Hmm. is that a rich person thing maybe they had to go see robin's fiance's family for dinner so they did a thanksgiving brunch with her family is that a thing? That's a, that's a really good question. Unsure. One of the many mysteries of this show. They think Robin is the last person to see her parents alive. Could she have done it? She immediately says, look at my brother. He knew about the window not being alarmed because we used to sneak out of it when we were teenagers. But he lives in Colorado, so can't be him. Police find the Jaguar abandoned on a Native American reservation and around the rearview mirror, there's a necklace hanging with a deer or an elk head figure thing. So That's, so there we have our animals again. So then I was like, what about the snail? I just, are you thought you switched back to the snail again? So there's no blood or fingerprints in the car. And it was found on an Indian reservation en route to Colorado where Junior and Carolyn live. And you could take the bus from the spot where the car was to Boulder, where Junior lives. Then you see a snail crawling on the license plate. So I was like, snail, you're back. Every time I think you're out, pull me back in. Back in. But also, I've never seen a snail propped up on a license plate. How did it get up there? Good for you, intrepid little snail. I don't know how you did it. Who's a snail handler? (laughs) <laughs> who's, hand- who's handling the snail yeah there is a snail handler for sh- there is sure mm-hmm. for sure uh the snail maybe had its own dressing room its own trailer this across the country road trip in a car and then a bus seems very long and dusty and abnormally filled with snails i would have flown but not if i didn't have an away suitcase because that's really the only way if you're not i mean if you don't have one like, what's the point? I do hate to Why say Why even go it. anywhere? It's kind of true. Away is a modern lifestyle brand that creates thoughtful products for every traveler and every kind of trip. They started with the perfect suitcase crafted with features that make travel more seamless. And now when travel looks more different than ever before, you can count on Away's range of suitcases, bags, and accessories whenever you take that next trip. That means Viva Las Vegas! I have been to Las Vegas countless times, and I am basically counting down the months 
to when I can return. It, the, the end <laughs> is in sight. But Oliver and I have pretty much perfected our Vegas trip, and we have realized that three nights is about our Vegas max, which means that the away bigger carry-on is absolutely perfect for me to take for our Vegas getaways. Now, most people could probably go for a week easy with the bigger carry-on. I was just going to say. For my purposes, I tend to pack a lot of sequin jackets and a lot of boots for no reason <laughs> at all, because I tend to wear the same thing, but that's okay. At least I have them there, so the bigger carry-on is necessary. It's perfect for longer trips. It has an interior compression system, a hidden laundry bag, which really, really comes in handy, and you don't know you need it till you have it. It's designed in order to pack all of your essentials. It has a hard shell, 360-degree spinner wheels, which make me feel really fancy when Love I'm walking it through a hotel lobby. And this suitcase is absolutely built to last. Also, the bigger carry-on comes with a removable battery that can charge your phone up to four times. It's TSA so approved, cool. and it's safe to fly with. It's amazing. That's so cool. It is the best portable battery I've ever used, hands down, no joke. I have oh removed gosh. it and used it and then without the suitcase absolutely it's a fantastic battery so whether it's a trip to the corner store or a weekend getaway or an extended stay with friends and family we're all navigating the current reality of travel but no matter your destination away suitcases bags and accessories all come in a variety of colors sizes and materials to suit your needs and inspire your future travels i have mine in white which seems crazy but I actually love it because it looks really sleek. And because I have the polycarbonate, I can just wipe it off with a rag and it cleans oh, itself. Nice. Yeah, it's great. I was worried when you got the white. I didn't think it would be white for very long. It's super white, even through a move cross country. Can you believe That's it? That's crazy. It's the truth. And Away products are designed to last a lifetime. So if any part of your suitcase breaks, Away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced. There's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes, so take the product out on the road, live with it, travel with it, even get lost with it for 100 days. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. No ifs, ands, or asterisks. Away offers free shipping and returns on any order within the contiguous US, UK, Europe, and Canada. So start your 100-day trial right now and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases. Check out the bigger carry-on at awaytravel.com slash date dateline. That's awaytravel.com slash date dateline. Take me away. Bye, bye. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> so get away in style with Away. There's so many for this. I love it. Thank you so much, Away. Thank you, Away. So Carolyn is an Apache shaman. And remember, is she though? Jaguar, she's not. But okay. the Jaguar was found on a Native American reservation. Um, police go to Colorado to see Carolyn and Junior. Carolyn says Junior's with his psychiatrist dealing with the death of his parents. This point, I realized that... Junior's parents are also paying for a psychiatrist and a $15,000 nutritionist. What does Carolyn do? Shouldn't one of those be encompassed by her job? No. So she tells the police about their marriage, which is unconventional. Right. Junior acts more like a servant. He must obey her. And she keeps her bedroom door locked. No more hanky-panky against a wall with doll masks. 
He doesn't even sleep in the main house. He sleeps in a small monk's cell, which appears to be maybe like a pool house or something. And that is he, real weird. It's really weird. He prays there and he lights candles for warmth because it's desolate. Ooh. She says they've evolved to a higher spiritual plane where physical contact isn't needed. So that's why they don't have sex. Sure, Jan. Okay. Yeah. Um, she says they all spent Thanksgiving together after they were uninvited to his parents' house. So she and her foster son, who we've still never met, and Brent Jr., enjoyed a vegetarian Thanksgiving dinner at home. Okay, big question here. She's Native American, and she is happy to celebrate the holiday that commemorates when the pilgrims came, gave Native American smallpox, and... Oh, yeah, slaughtered their people and took away their land. Good point. That doesn't seem right. Native Americans don't usually celebrate Thanksgiving. But not Carolyn. No. Because she's, she's not really Native American, guys. Yeah, she's a phony. She's not. She's a total scam artist. So then we see the foster son for the first time. I don't know if he got a name. Did I miss it? Did we actually get a name when he's finally seen on screen? I don't know. So, I mean... Dakota, the event planner, got a name. I would hope the son would get a name. I think the son got a name. I think it's maybe not. What if it was Dakota? <laughs> and then they, oh were, they just wrote into Dakota. It's like on Shit's Creek when he's <laughs> like, there's two Claras? Yeah, exactly. He goes, Clara just got taken away. Did you see her leave? Asked Clara. There's two Claras? Ah! <laughs> That was one of my favorite parts of the whole show. <laughs> he's, he's, the way he delivers that line is so perfect. I can't breathe. Yeah. Oh, it's like Dwight when it's Dwigget. In, um, oh, Dwigget. One lone yeah. Dwigget. Yeah. Yeah, one lone Dwigget. Oh God! So he says the son, this foster son says, and I only refer to him as foster son because that's how the show refers to them. They always yeah. really emphasize adopted, foster, whatever on the show. We don't. think They it's really right. do. And the weird thing so, is, when I looked up the thing, all I could find was that um, she had three actual children. No, but I didn't read anything about a foster son. So I'm like, well, where did he come from? What? Um, and so, why did they girl, mention him several times? I don't know. And then. Because he's the one who told on the police and her other kids. Who, oh, my. She, that's crazy. It's crazy town. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they were out of the house. They're probably as old as Brent Jr. So he says Brent wasn't at the house on Thanksgiving week at all. And he knows because he was doing some poking around that empty monk's quarters and playing with his Buddha dolls. Like you would sneak in and play with someone's like G.I. Joe's when they are really don't. I di- this makes me very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So detectives now want to talk to Brent Jr. And they discover he's checked himself into a psychiatric hospital. He is full on cuckoo's nest, stereotypical, tied to the bed with shackles, mm-hmm. but not stereotypical at all because this is blood relatives. There's a snail crawling on the bed Come on. inside the hospital. Because, of course, there is. And then the doctor gives him a cup of water that he looks at it. It's normal. And then he sees the water turn bloody. And so now he's having his sister's hallucinations. So this is great. Detectives pull up 
bus station footage. And they think they see Brent Jr. buying a bus ticket under the name Terry Chance. Uh, where do you get that name from? Because Take a Chance on Me is playing yeah. at the mm-hmm. station when yeah. he's doing Chance. it. Yep, yeah. there we go. Mm-hmm. And the police are like, I think we might have spotted him. But of course, in the reenactment, it's literally his face walking directly into the camera, like almost bumping his head on the camera. So his entire face fills up the frame. And you're like, yeah, that that's him. But the police are like, we may have spotted him. Maybe it's someone who looks like him. The best thing is if they had pulled him over and they've been like, Terry Chance. And he'd be like, it's pronounced Sean's. It's Sean's. <laughs> It's it's Chancey. It's down in Charles. <laughs> I'm from Quebec. The, from Quebec. He had a whole storyline. I'm French Canadian. The, the he is analytical and incredibly smart, Brent Jr. Even though he's not playing it that so way. So what's the likelihood that he's Terry Chance or Terry Chance? I feel like <laughs> yeah. it's high. I feel like they did say he spoke different languages. He though. did. There so you go. again, I just he's it. not playing it that way. The police go to the hospital to see him. He denies everything. He says, talk to my sister, just like she said about him. They say, well, we have proof of your cross-country sojourn. So They didn't say that. Brenda Strong says that. The oh police my. aren't saying that. So he cracks. He says, well, I did visit Montgomery that day, but it was on a mission of peace. And I had a companion, a spirit named Okasha. Okay. And the spirit encouraged me to go reconcile with my parents. Close up on the snail. I was like, Okasha? Is that you? Oh. oh. Are you the snail? Um, I did a bit of Googs. Uh-oh. And Akasha is a thing, real. I was spelling it totally wrong. Okay. Um, it is the space in which air, fire, water, and earth come together as a creation. It existed before anything else came into being, and it is which everything will return to. In Hinduism, Akash means sky, or the basis or essence of all things, and the first element created. So so the sky told him to do it? Yeah. Spirit, also the sky. Spirit in the sky! <gasps> no, not to the spirit, spirit in the sky. Spirit in the sky. Okay. I guess. So on... Th- <laughs> it's a thing... On Thanksgiving, the parents were feasting at Robin's house for brunch. Okay. Again, not sure. Brent arrives at the parents' house. They're not home. He breaks in using Robin's window. He goes to wait in his old bedroom, which has been boxed up, made into a storage room. They've packed up all his stuff. But? Except the creepy doll masks, which they have left on the walls which would be the first things I would get rid of if I were packing up that room. Because they can't, they, they very they can't clearly are the cemented wall. to the wall. It's like the clown painting in, in the office. Pam and Jim's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, well, those can't come off the well, wall. They can't. Those no, are- they're integral to the structure of the house. Correct. Yeah. So he gets furious that they have, like, replaced him, basically. He picks up an axe head on the floor. Just the head part. And then he he sees the axe. There's a handle, which is in a nice black case, like you would keep a samurai sword or something. But just the handle. did the, So the head fell off. 
So onto the floor, I guess. Why the parents didn't pack this up, whatever. So he puts them together and light shoots out of it. Like Harry Potter wand type. No, yeah. he um he sits down on the floor. At this point, the spirit takes possession of him. I thought it was already there. Okay. Um, but now it's huh. really inside of him or something. But Akasha is one of the creepy doll masks. We're yes. led to believe. Okay, that makes sense. By nightfall, Junior is ready for revenge. He has been sitting there in the dark, like in the first scene. Remember when he was scared in the dark, yet he still sits in the dark, even though he's scared of it, with an axe? Okay. I really don't Whatever. have time for Junior or yeah. his shenanigans. But, this is a lot. Um, parents come back and say, why are you here? And he says, why did you touch my room? It's like, a, it's like a teenager fight, but he's 28. And the dad says, why are you sneaking around here with gloves and a hoodie? You look like a freak. Dad, calm down. <laughs> I feel like that was dialogue was improv because I don't know. It didn't really work for me. Also, did Okasha tell you to wear gloves so you wouldn't leave fingerprints? And then the dad says, this is our house. Go home. And so Junior. We bought you your dad. own house. Yeah, exactly. Go to your own house that I bought you uh, with a pool with a bloody animal in it. Yeah. With and a, a house and a, a side and guest tub. house that you live in. He attacks his dad because the spirit told him to attack his dad before his dad attacks him. Mm. Now, the logic there doesn't super work because the dad is walking up the stairs away from him and Junior attacks him from behind. So hmm. there you go. Akasha's a liar. Then he attacks his mom. He goes down. He first like bludgeons her. And then he goes downstairs and gets a knife and slits her throat. Yeah. He leaves the knife by the body. He drags dad's body into a closet. None of this explains what the police actually found or what we see them find, which is the knife by the dad's body. Well, what? Yeah. And why dad's throat was slit, because that's not in his story. And the dad's throat was definitely slit. So um, not so that the show at this point is not getting the most basic facts of the crime right, which is fine. That's the, not the, why we both watch. Of their throats are slit. They don't go yes. back to the dad's throat being slit. They only talk about the mom. Well, Junior says he just attacked him. He only says he slit his mom's throat. He and doesn't say he slit his dad. He left okay. right, and right. he left the knife by his mom's body. But we saw the police find it by the dad's body. So questions. Um, oh. It's okay, ID. It's fine. It's hard. Continuity is hard. So Kimberly, <laughs> it is. This is a show filled with symbolism and hidden meanings it's and true. red herrings and Easter mm -hmm. eggs, and they're not right. getting the story. Well, maybe they should spend a little less time on metaphors and a little more time on the murder. You know what? Do you want me to take drop? away one of the symbols? Just, just one. Just one. We didn't need and the worms. Focus that. Uh, we didn't need the worms. Focus. We didn't need that thing in the pool because we didn't <laughs> we even did. know what it is. We did need that thing in the pool because <laughs> we that did. now is we the have doll head the one off it's doll head. The, the doll yeah. with the mustache. And the yeah. So he goes to the car. Yeah. And Akasha wakes him up. The jag. And is in the jag. He the goes jag. to his parents' yeah. jag. Mm -hmm. And um he's and Akasha's like, You did you we just did this. He's like, Okay. Again, he's wearing fingerprints and he did things no, to he's like wearing steal. Gloves. 
I mean, he's wearing gloves. Not wearing fingerprints. He, he yeah. did things to, to like make it to get away with a murder, like wearing a hoodie at the gas at the bus station and using that window to break into. The, why did he even break into? The, it's just like the whole thing doesn't really make sense. It's not great. So. It's not great. So they arrest him at the hospital, and the doctor takes away his water, which is like, murders don't deserve water, kid. Um, he didn't say that, but that was the vibe Let's I got. see how thirsty you get now. Yeah. <laughs> um, is he that? is found would... killed. It's so funny. The doctor, like, takes the water like, you've been a bad boy. I am taking this water. I'll be having this today. No. Have fun he, urinating. You... What? Like, what's the point? <laughs> You get water in prison. I mean, I don't know what they think is Maybe happening. not. I don't know. So they, so he's found guilty. Carolyn is shown to have no involvement. Um, What? She lied about his alibi. She said he was at Thanksgiving at her house. I guarantee you she introduced him to Akasha, and she definitely pitted him against his parents by not letting them speak. Definitely. And fueled his already troubled head with a lot of things. Yes. How is she have no involvement? That's BS. And also took the parents for probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I'm not a fan, Carolyn. So Robin inherits the whole estate, but at a grave cost. And as she's packing up Junior's room, she finds what I think was like a toy axe. Because Girl. he has a child's mind, so he has like a toy axe, which I I don't. I just I don't assumed really it belonged to one of the demons in the, the de- mask. Yeah, they drop exactly. Oh, you dropped something. You dro- <laughs> demon number three. Come out! Come out! Come get it! Stop leaving your stuff on the ground. All right. Uh, Junior is given life in a secure prison hospital. But Mm-mm. five years later, this is very sad. He takes a bunch of Tylenol and overdoses. And that's horrible. And I was feeling really badly about laughing about the show. But then Brenda Strong brings it home with her snark, making fun of a horrible situation, which is why she's my spirit animal. <laughs> and I also think she's her and Mank would get... She's my Akasha. Um, I also feel like her and Mank would get along really well because I feel like they have like a little snarky lilt to them. They probably are already friends. Yeah, we okay. I'm imagining that they're friends. Mm -hmm. So she says a grim end for most people, but maybe not for Buddhist Junior. So now and I was like, oh, so he's Buddhist. You never specified which Eastern religion. Um, She says this life has been a bust. Maybe his next life will prove more virtuous and a lot less bloody. <gasps> Brenda. Wow, Brenda. Brenda. There are two Claras? <laughs> Brenda. I feel like it's... Again, this this episode is going to be rife for trouble. It's troubled because, like, there's a lot of iconography. You see, like, what kind of seems like a Buddha head in one scene. You're like, yeah, you definitely see a Buddha head in his in his monk's room. But they're not being specific at all no. until this moment. I think when she says Buddhist, mm-hmm. yeah, that's literally the first time they have said anything other than Eastern religions. Yeah, which doesn't sound right to me, but I don't, I don't know what the proper 
term is, but um, well, Akash is um, from Hinduism. At least that's what Bing told me. So, <laughs> Good old I don't Bing. know. There um, might be some crossover. I don't know. Like there are in a lot of religions. It was very fascinating. At least we had our very first. Yes, we did. Actual blood relative. We did. Doing the killing. And I was delighted about that. But then, oh my God, stop the presses. What? Our very last shot. Oh God. We see a quick shot, but I'm 99% sure it was a praying mantis <gasps> on a flower. It was either a cricket or a praying mantis. Now, a praying mantis, A, brand new symbolism at the very end. B, why wasn't it there the whole time? He is praying and Carolyn is a praying mantis. Oh, my God. Stop. She, Stop. It, it fits in so perfect. It's literally perfect. But you guys went with snails instead. You thought snails would be a better fit, but then you throw in a shot of a praying mantis at the very end. Stop. What is happening? I'm going to confirm this. It's It could be a cricket. It's something green on a flower. Oh. It was very hidden in that flower. But yeah, I saw it. Why didn't they pick a praying mantis? He's Kimberly, praying. You're not paying attention to the story is the problem here. You're answering your own question. What did Brenda Strong just tell us? In his next life... He'll be a praying mantis? He was the snail. And now he has returned as a praying mantis in his next life. You are just not good with symbols. I'm calling your Is a your praying mantis come after a snail? Like a butterfly comes from a no, caterpillar? No, he's been reincarnated into a praying mantis. Mantis from a snail. Because he's a... But usually the creature represents the bad person, which I believe is Carolyn in this story. Well, they they don't think that in this. She is a praying mantis. Well, they don't believe that on the ID network. So they made him the bad character. So next next life, he will be a praying mantis. Yeah, he already is. He's at the end He is, because he's dead. Yeah. Okay. I can buy that. So symbolism check. We had lots of the color red. Daughter wears we red lipstick. Yeah. Mom wears a red dress. And the red gazpacho slash Bloody Mary slash tomato soup, whatever sure. that was. Mm-hmm. And blood. And blood. Snails. Elk slash boar. Mm-hmm. Deer. Whatever. A lot of f- f- hunted animals. Praying mantis. Buddha. I wrote down Buddha. Buddha does not count. I- Scratch out Buddha. You can't do that one. Why? It's not a we symbol. We see a Buddha. We see a Buddha statue. But it's not Several. a symbol. But that's like but a we... that's a no duh. I'm talking about symbols that like we're trying to interpret. Oh, we know okay. what the Buddha stands for. Okay. Well, then the the doll masks. Yeah. And then the storm talk and all the storm metaphors. Mm-hmm. But then the only thing happens is some light rain on well, the night of that gallery. That's a financial issue so but it was supposed to symbolize something and then i think an axe is supposed to be symbolic too because of that little baby axe that we see at the end so it's not just the murder weapon chopping down the The competition (laughs) (laughs) but the title an axe to grind i know that's where they get it 
Anything else? Did I miss any symbolism? No, you got all of them. I just don't. I think a few of those are important and a few are not. Where on the important scale is the boar? Why did we get such a close up of the boar head on the wall? I think that what we are supposed to get from that is the difference between seemingly peaceful Brent Jr. Who's just Mm -hmm. interested in, you know, Mm. finding his path through life and studying these religions and the dad who is a big corporate bigwig who's you know hunts big game things like that. you know what carolyn did say they had a vegetarian thanksgiving dinner so that tracks the dad is a hunter he's a vegetarian right or at least carolyn's a vegetarian and then we have little snaily because he's a shell of a human because he's a shell of a human or he snails come after the storm or they are in gardens I'm just not sure why we needed all the doll masks and the doll mask painting when we could have just had just the snail, Mm -hmm, just the praying, mm -hmm. just snail into praying mantis would have been plenty. We definitely didn't need, or you could have just had a picture that he like was obsessed with in that room. Right. Not like these doll, I don't think a kid, and also if you're interested in religions, the weirdest thing is why wouldn't you pick a different kind of a mask? There are a lot of different kinds of masks you could pick. You wouldn't pick a Annabelle mask or a saw mask. No, especially if his guru is Native American. There are like other kinds of Native American. Are you kidding? Yeah. Things that he could have had in his room. So I think they didn't want to mess up on the iconography. That's what I think. I think they did not want to make a mistake on stuff that wasn't like authentic, like stuff that I think they didn't want to mess up, which I kind of get. You think that they were worried about messing up? Yeah. They, did, they don't seem to, they could play fast and loose with the facts on this show. Maybe they didn't on this for some reason. Maybe this felt. There was one person in the writer's room who was like there was a, a person of color or a woke person. And they were like, yes. we cannot insult people. We will this. not be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get everything wrong on the rest of our channel. Every show on our channel is going to be wrong, but this, this episode, one we're going to get right. My Native episode American of Blood stuff. Relatives will be correct. <laughs> we come correct it. or we don't come at all. Who's with me? <laughs> That's what I want. I feel like we give ID Network a lot of the benefit of the doubt on this show. Well, of course we do because we do love ID Network. I do, I I do love ID Network. I can't tell you how much I love it. I watch it all day long. Yeah, they're great. It's a great... It's... When I am done with Dawson's Creek, I will be watching a lot more. <laughs> You've taken a break for it. something I'm taking horrific a break in a too. different kind of way. I, I am. I'm. It's some sort of weird self-punishment that I'm putting myself through, but I'm. I will be done soon. Oh, we are going to be on a Dawson's Creek podcast coming up. That's why more we keep on talking that later. about it. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's why we're talking about it. And I, I need to talk to him, too. I need to warn him of things to come. Oh, no, you can't. He's watching it one week at a time. You can't be the foreseer of that. No, he's go. he likes to go in, just not know. He doesn't want spoilers. Well, I don't want to wait for this life to be back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank Bye, you so everybody. much for listening. Please um, join us next week for our next installment of... Um, <laughs> A Date with Dateline, After Dark, Blood Relatives, The Saga. Yeah, The Saga continues. Yeah. Springtime edition, Blood Relatives. What do we, I don't know what to call it. Extravaganza. 
I like After Dark. After Dark is it's enough. It's, we already did it. All right. It's perfect. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. Don't step on any snails. They might be the reincarnation of somebody that you loved. Don't, let, it, don't let the mushrooms bite. <laughs> but they're gonna. Oh, and great news about the mushroom. Ellen said that some mushrooms respond to touch. So it's entirely possible a mushroom did bite me. That's exciting. She said that certain mushrooms that expel pores, spores to reproduce, mm-hmm. they if they if certain like touch light certain things make them contract and things like that. Do they sting? So it, Do they sting no. like a bite? No. Is it possible you just felt the mushroom move and kind of made it into a bite? I'm not trying to downplay what yeah, happened to you. Okay, okay. You felt Thank movement. Thank you, it was trauma. Um, no, but you know what I mean. You felt movement and... I saw movement and felt movement on my finger. So thought it was trying to bite you. Yeah. There we go. Um, that makes Maybe, more sense. In my head, it was a bite, but I can see now that it was not a bite, probably, or it was a dream. You were also really little and it could have been just maybe you're really sensitive to any kind of anything unpleasant. So it just turned into a pain response. I am very sensitive to things unpleasant. Although my friend in high school growing up, Morgan, true story, her mom collected clowns. Oh, I don't like that. They were everywhere in her house. Every picture, dolls. Life size, like Mm -mm. plates. Yeah. Mm -mm. (laughs) How much would you pay for a nutritionist? 10 grand, not 15. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've looked into getting one and they're like $250. And I was like, nah, can't afford that. $250 a what? A session or something. How many sessions do you need? I don't know. Maybe one. Just one. Um. My brother's girlfriend is a dietitian, so I feel like I have one now. So I'm good. I don't want to meet her. She's not gonna like me. She might monk pack. She's, I'm gonna she's I'm gonna very, pull one out. You already monk pack. She's gonna be so I'm gonna, proud like, of you. Pull it out of my purse and be like, "Oh, I just wanted a snack. Don't worry about <laughs> me." No, she's like also make has an ice cream maker and makes ice cream every week at home. Yeah, like, but she bakes. doesn't eat fistfuls of Rolos for breakfast, no. so she's not my no. people. I, it's going to be difficult. <laughs> All right, go ahead. She might be your people. She's very nice. Does she like so, Rolos? Find out. She Let exercises a ton, though. So. That's how she balances out all the sweets. No. Yeah. That's Katie's good for her. Like, Exercise? I don't know her. That's good so, for her. <laughs> yeah. Good for her. That's Yay. great. There are two Claras. <laughs> there are two Claras? There are two Claras? <gasps> it's the weirdest name. I mean, it's like a normal name, but it's just... It is, but it's the funniest name that they picked. It's not like there are two Sarahs. There are two no, Claras. Yeah. There are t- two Claras? Oh, that's great.